We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You knew it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Bogs Podcast, the Bearcast. I'm getting it all tongue twister mixed up here. Uh, we have a full house today. Uh, we were supposed to have five, but one of our members cannot make it today, so we are at four. So Andy's here. Trace from Rivals is here. Weren't there six people in full house? Uh, was there six? I don't know. It might be seven if you c- count Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen as two different people yeah. that played one character. Well, yeah. Fuller House. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, Avi from Golden Blogs is here as well. Our house is the most popular show on Netflix oh, right well. now. We are here. The new version. It's not yeah. popular with me, and I'm the one that matters in this situation. So <laughs> It's got a rating of like 4.0 out of 10. It's yeah. like the lowest rated show, but everyone watches it. <laughs> Same with the whole uh, the Adam Sandler movies on there. It's like watching watch an embarrassing amount of movies. <laughs> okay, you're the target audience then. Yeah, I'm a sucker for Adam Sandler movies. They're oddly entertaining. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, Fuller House. It's like Illinois football. Just, oh, my God. God. Happy Gilmore is a national treasure. Big Daddy is a pretty good one, too. Big Daddy? Yeah. Egg McMuffins? Come on. Come on. We should be served till 11. One of John Stewart's starring roles. Yes. Yes. Um, that's exactly. Probably, that's probably John Stewart's last, like, actual as an actor. That and Half-Baked, right? Right. Yeah. 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 No, he forgot Death with Samucci. <laughs> His greatest role. A Death true modern-day <laughs> Robin Williams, may he rest in peace. All right. Let's get to it. And North Bay's finest. Time. Yeah. Let's get to it. But before we start, we're cracking open uh, victory beers here tonight. Uh, well, you are, since we already opened it. Yeah, two of us have already opened it, so I'm opening mine. There you go. Uh, cheers, gentlemen, to victory. Cheers. Cheers to victory. Get that cheers. phone in there. Yeah, dip the phone. Yeah, dip phone. the phone in the victory this beer. phone tweeted stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. First game of the season at home. Home opener against number 11, Texas. I mean, all of us were there. The The atmosphere, I think, alone was just insane. Um, loud. Lots of people. I mean, only 50,000, which is far below the capacity. 
A lot of Texas fans. His ca- you know, capacity 62? Uh, 62, 63, somewhere in there. Okay. At 55. So there were some, I mean, we saw from the press box, there were some empty spots to to the left of the student section. A lot section. in the north end zone area yeah. at the top. Yeah, towards the, towards the Taiwan Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we didn't get overrun like the Ohio State game a few years back. Um, there were a lot of Longhorn fans, but it wasn't like, didn't feel like a Longhorn home game. I mean, the Go Bears chant and everything in the stadium was outstanding. Chad Hansen talked about that after the game, right? He talked about how um, they fed off the energy of the crowd. Like the, he said, the stadium was rocking, which it was. I mean, Andy and I up there, we got chills. It reminded of us like when we were in college, you know, the mid-2000s teams and um, like that 07 Tennessee game. Like that, it, it felt like that. It felt like the old school crowds of Memorial. So nowhere near as crowded as that Tennessee game. No, I remember no. getting to seats in that cluster of a, <laughs> of a stadium at the time. I think there were seventy three thousand for that one. That was so. that was the loudest I've ever heard a stadium. Yeah, yeah. maybe outside of Austin when we went up and played them Calvers Oregon in 07. Yeah, that was, but. That home game, <laughs> see, that was, that was something else. But, yeah, last night had all the feels. I got chills multiple times. A lot of it orange. felt good. Was that you who said that? Was it you who said that if we win this game, the odds that that whole student no, section comes back is yeah. high? But yeah. if we lost that game, It'd be half. the odds that you know half of them return for the next game? Yeah, it's yeah, like cause it's it's a lot more freshmen usually because I know they're they've added incentives for well, freshmen. It's free for the freshmen. Free for the freshmen. Yeah. <laughs> so if Better you go. want, they're the ones that can show up and like they're not the ones that are. They're. Excuse me. That'd be they me. can be less invested in it because they haven't sunk any money in it. So you got to keep them around one way or another. So that's what they did last night. They pulled out an upset with. Allowing over 300 rushing yards, which is still mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it was a "Are you not entertained?" moment. <laughs> to the front me. That's what it was, right? It was Sunny. Sunny should have turned around, just did the whole the Maximus thing. Are you not entertained? To the entire crowd. And then I think he we were... stabbed the ref, which, <laughs> considering a lot of his facial expressions during the game, I'm still he's he's gonna murder one one of these years. It's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> In the loosest sense, we're all waiting for him to be I thrown out of. I glorify murder on this show. Thank you. Oh uh, yeah, going back to yeah, the murder, of course. <laughs> we all come for Cal football for climb aboard the murder train. Um, yeah, I mean, before we go into the game, I just want to talk about or just give you guys some notes from some of the other games. Uh, the, mainly the na- big one of our loss last week. We want San Diego State to now be good for the rest of the year since we lost to them. They beat Northern Illinois 42-28. to Pumphrey had 220 yards, 9.6 yards per carry, and three touchdowns. NIU is now 0-3 on the season, but, I mean, the kid can run. The kid is a dang good running back, and I hope they keep winning. Makes us look good. He's a, he's a scat back. He's very shifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very tough. He cuts, he cuts very well. Back, <laughs> he has okay, really fast <laughs> Had to make that one. He's 5'8", 190, and he's very tough to tackle. No, it's like watching mm-hmm. Jack Quiz without dreads. It's yeah. Very, very <laughs> I think I heard that comparison in the press box down at Qualcomm. Yeah. Qualcomm's a horrible stadium, by the way. I yeah, hate we, that place. I'm a Charger fan. Yeah, we need a new stadium. I'm, a, I'm sure David C. Wright agrees with me, too. Absolutely. It's going to be a great stadium in Anaheim. It's going to look beautiful. Right next to Angel Stadium. 
Right next to Angel Stadium. Right next yeah. to Angel Stadium. Yeah, they're going to start calling San Diego Chargers the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. That's what they're going to start doing. Disney just Chargers. for the Disney rights and the TV rights. Just for all that good stuff. Oh, that's just that's terrible. I, just keep it the Anaheim I mean, Angels. What Disney wrong, owns man? Marvel. Isn't there like some electricity-based superhero? They just call it the Star Wars Chargers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Star Wars Chargers. There you go. Star Wars Chargers. The Tachi Char- Station Chargers. Uh, uh, or no, that would be Power Converters. Our thoughts out to Keanu, uh, by the way. <laughs> we're tangenting all over the yeah. place here. All right, let's move, on to, let's move on to some news that <laughs> happened on game day. Uh, Marshawn's new line of Beast Mode Gear with uh, a collaboration with Cal was released earlier this week, but, or the secret's out. Yeah. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. Because you people wearing the shirts. I was really sad. You can now buy it. be my little surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Just you. Just so everyone asked you where you got it. You wanted that. Where did you get that sweatshirt? Beast Mode is not inside of you. Beast Mode is not inside of you. No. Beast Mode did make an appearance at Cal's football practice on Tuesday. Yep. He also made an appearance at the student center on game day uh, around 2. I did like a meet and greet with like pictures and autographs. Marshawn just likes to show up. He just likes to show up in places. Yeah. And he took uh, took his time. And you can buy his stuff at the student store now. (laughs) And you can also buy his stuff at the stadium on game day. There's booths dedicated just to his stuff. I saw it in the in the Doug Goldman Plaza when I was walking around. It, there's like two or three that's just designated to that. And I said, wow, that's... Yeah. I guess they're expecting it to sell, right? Why would you... It all goes I mean, to the Family First yeah. Foundation, too? Yep. Yeah, first. Yep. Yeah, where's the statue? Exactly. Again, I want the statue to be... But it... Chung? Either Chung, the golf cart, or him grabbing his junk against the Cardinals in the NFL. Or they should just create a Marshawn <laughs> injury card yeah. that just like takes people all around the well, memorial or, or the UC Berkeley. The Marshawn like, Lynch Memorial. Should he be if, if we were to make statues, should he be the first statue made? No. Uh, no, there's no, right? Joe Roth, probably. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe that Roth makes would be the first. There's a bear statue. <laughs> there's multiple bear <laughs> statues. We already, have, we already have a Pappy statue. Yeah, Pappy Waldorf in there. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, that's, that's right. That's right. The yeah. game is on in the background here, and Rubenzer just had his interception again. Yeah. I still have no clue what Bouchel was doing on that play. <laughs> no, he severely underthrew that receiver. Yeah. And, yeah. Was a lo- Luke came a long way on that ball. He did. He did. I think, I, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but on that play, I, I distinctly remember seeing Luke running, and I thought he was just going as help to make the tackle. I did not think he was eyeing the ball. Until he ran short of the wide receiver and then jumped up and made that catch. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting stat is that it's probably the first time that an Elite 11 quarterback has ever intercepted an Elite 11 quarterback. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. Rubens is probably the only one to play defense. So. Yeah, out of the Elite 11 quarterbacks. Yeah, Bichelli didn't look good after he got hit by Devontae Wilson. Yeah, he <laughs> took a rock bottom from Yeah, Devontae we rewatched Wilson. it. That's that he he did the full rock bottom. He got the he got the arm around the helmet and he just took him down like it was it was rock bottom. Devontae yeah. Wilson didn't <laughs> take off the armband and He did it. He did it and crowd and then run from sideline to sideline and jump over him. Yeah. Did he get called for a penalty on that? No. Nope. No. Nope. Not he that did not. one. They yeah. the first drive, Manly got called for roughing the passer. Okay, and so. then Devonte did pick up unsportsmanlike yeah. before the end of the he half. Did. Yeah, but. and Sonny like ripped one in him because of that one. Yeah, yeah. that Sonny quote about Vic was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What do you do, and or what are you going to say to to Vic? Yeah. Oh yeah, I shoot him out a little bit, <laughs> let him know where my head was at, <laughs> and then I gave him a hug and told him I love him. <laughs> 
I heard these it. young these are young people you're talking about. That's what From he says what also. I've heard it yeah. was a large dressing down. Football coaches are all Asian dads. Just realize this. <laughs> Except they don't say I love yeah, you. Yeah, they don't say I love you. They, they don't. Say, they say, you know, more homework. Yeah. <laughs> There's no go to your room. It's more of a just a, a talk and then like just silence. And problem sets. Yeah. And stern disapproval. <laughs> Um, also, one thing to note from the, from game day was um, the Olympic athletes were honored at halftime. Mm-hmm. So, which included the likes of Ryan Murphy, um, Tony Ann Williams, uh, Missy. Missy Franklin, Javid Best, Javid, um, and Javid got a great ovation. Yeah, I think um, Murphy's was that. M- Murphy's but. was the loudest, but I, I I do think it was because he had his gold medal. Yeah. on him, and he um, should give one of his medals to Hanson. Had <laughs> a very good team. <laughs> I think you won that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was. I don't know. For me, seeing Javid back at Memorial, getting an ovation like that was that was a great moment for I me. I mean, he was around a couple of years ago as an as a student, student yeah. assistant type deal, but this is a bit of a different thing. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get like an ovation for that. Like everyone knew he was like yeah. with the team. Yeah, but I mean. The ovation, like he kind of took in the moment too, right? You yeah, saw him, like yeah. you know, wave at the crowd, try to get the like, crowd pumped up. And hey, I almost died over there <laughs> <laughs> on the south end zone. I can point out the exact moment where my lights went out. I was right here, five feet off the ground. And seven years later, you get to race Usain Bolt. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's amazing, like his his transformation. But under and sensitive to lightning. He says he's key. he wants to keep on doing the 100-meter training, I think. He wants yeah. to keep on going with it. I mean, why not? Like, try, for, try for one more Olympics. What else does he have to do? <laughs> I do not mean that as an insult in any way. It's no. more of a, he's fast. He should do it. Yeah, he's, he's athletic enough to basically do anything that has to do with speed. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were the little highlight moments um, just from, from game day. And now we dwell and dwell... Did I say dwelve? Yeah, I meant said delve. It twice. What, what is dwelve? I don't know what dwelve is. I just He's made that word up. Dwelve, from the delve, dwelve. Right. <laughs> delve. Now we delve Knowledge. into the game. To love. Love to love. That's correct. Looking for gold in the caves of Strawberry <laughs> Canyon. Mm-hmm. All right. Cal, the lo- number 11 Texas. Cal wins 50 to 43. What? 50 what? to 43. Cal wins. Oh. Cal gets the W. I blacked out at some point, so. <laughs> Cal is two and one on the season, folks. Two and one on the season. Um, I I don't know what else to start with, but with Davis Webb and Chad Hansen, Davis Webb, twenty seven completions on forty attempts, three hundred sixty nine yard or three hundred ninety six yards, four touchdowns, passer rating of one eighty three point seven. Chad Hansen, twelve receptions, hundred ninety six yards, two touchdowns, uh, an average of sixteen point three per catch. Chad Hansen, I wrote a long recap earlier, and I compared Chad Hansen to uh, Rasputin in the way that he he was the Rasputin to the Texas secondary's Anastasia? Russian aristocracy. <laughs> and that he kept coming back <laughs> again, again. They thought they killed him. Trace, do you major in Slavic literature? <laughs> I majored in nothing worthwhile. <laughs> Rasputin, huh? Smartassery. Oh my God. <laughs> Do we have to censor that? No, we no, we don't. don't. We're, we're all right. We're it's all right. The we're bigger right. words that we have to yes. censor. Okay, all no one words. is listening to this podcast. Yeah, uh, until tomorrow. Yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob can edit this out. Probably. Yeah. Just your overall thoughts on the on the game, guys. Just uh, before we delve into the specifics, um, what do you think of the game? 
how it ended up. I picked or, the perfect game to bail in the breast box. <laughs> you really game. did. You really did. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was great. I mean, being in the stands, it was very. It was an electric environment. Um, crowd was super into it. They were super enthusiastic, and I mean, we had no expectations, so it helped. Like we were expected to lose, so why not just go for it? Like go all out. Like if we lose, we lose. But I think that extra energy was in there because the Texas fans were there. They were loud. The Cal fans were there. They were loud, and they tried to drown each other out because like what else do you have to lose? It was a great game, and it really, really was a big win for Sonny Dykes. Um, he hasn't had a big win yet, and. This is probably his biggest moment at Cal so far. No Jared Goff. He doesn't have like any of his star wide receivers. He doesn't have he has a new team with new players and they all came out and played really well after probably a really disappointing loss and they beat a, a really talented Texas team. And I mean that, that deserves a lot of credit. After all the crap he's got in the last couple of years, it's a really big win. Yeah, they it's you meant the point about them losing all Golf, the receivers, a few guys on defense and everything. And I mean... That was a team that only won by one point last year. Yeah, yeah. And this is a much more talented Texas team. I mean, Bouchelle, he's a much better thrower than Hurd, despite the way that Hurd ran all over us last year. So the thing about that I thought was the best about this game is, one, Hanson coming to play every single down, but just taking advantage of mistakes. That's something that they didn't do in the first couple of games. They, I think maybe they had 10 points off of turnovers coming into the game, maybe 13 if I'm remembering correctly, but two interceptions turned into 14 points yeah. quickly. And I mean, It was they, the opposite of last week where yeah. well, we made all the mistakes and they capital, had the Aztecs capitalized. Yeah, every, the, Cal was outgained by 61 yards this game. Cal did not commit a turnover this no. game. I mean, there were, really did. There were a couple that three times, three fumbles, three fumbles, and that all one recovered. pick on the sideline that the that quarterback count. was just right out of, out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a bit of luck involved in the fumbles, obviously, but just capitalizing on those mistakes and turning them into points with Hanson scoring a touchdown. Um, I think the second one was Vic getting in from yard out and just turning things over and getting back there and getting. Just having a lot of trouble vocalizing this down. <laughs> just getting into the end zone consistently and proving to themselves that they can do it. It builds up the confidence for later. And, I mean, you're getting getting the ball to multiple receivers and VC and Stovall catching touchdowns. And uh, Singleton had a good play on the screen. And so did uh, Horstel and Robertson. T-Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of people would like to see Robertson with more touches. I would, too. But now that they're Hansen is established now, and he should gain a lot of attention, which will help everyone else. So, Andy, any thoughts? Yeah, um, nothing that I don't think has already been discussed. But talk about definitely the program defining win so far. In my opinion, our best win was probably over Arizona State to become bowl eligible last year and that sort of felt like that wasn't really why we brought Sonny Dykes in here was to beat Arizona State at home (laughs) to clinch a bowl season with the number one overall pick at seven wins like we wanted more than that so 
I think our backs were against the wall very much coming into this game. We I used the San Diego State game as a very big barometer for how I thought most of the rest of the season would go. And, yeah, that, that Texas defense is not a bad defense. Like, they, Malik Jefferson is – I want him on the Niners. <laughs> He's incredible. They have so much talent. Uh, their safeties are incredible. Like, they – and the way that they – uh, harass quarterbacks and send a bunch of disguised blitzes and create confusion and the O-line really stepped up and that was the most encouraging sign for me and then we we had the most balanced game that I didn't expect us to take and it makes me wonder why in the world we felt it necessary to throw 72 times against San Diego State but our ability to really uh, run the football, even though it wasn't really effective outside of anyone besides Vic, and keep them honest, I felt allowed us to be much more effective uh, through the air. Yeah, I can see that. It's kind of, You bring up a good point with just seeing how Texas, they use their defense, they blitz from everywhere. Their safeties blitz a lot. Coming into the game, their safeties had had half of Texas's total sacks. And I don't know how much film you guys watched beforehand, but there was enough on there that I was thinking that, you know what? Everyone says we're going to be clown stomped by Texas, but I didn't. <laughs> I think there's a chance. I admittedly picked Texas to win, but I, I like being wrong. I'm wrong most of the time anyway, so <laughs> it really was a program-defining win. For now, at least. We'll see how they progress out of it. There's still some points that need to be addressed, like Cochran needs to heal up, McCarry needs to heal up behind him, just getting the running game going a little more. I, I think it, the end statistic was something like 40 carries for 111 yards running. But if you take out sacks, it was probably... You take more. out sacks in the knees, and you're still only averaging about maybe about 80 less than four yards a carry that includes the Vic 54 yeah that includes the Vic 54 the rest easily could have just laid down and we would have won the football game yeah well yeah I mean the thing it's hard to judge like run pass ratio with the narrow rate offense because you know the screens are considered like runs and the Mm -hmm. short pass game is like considered a run so it's like you know you have to balance like the short pass with the running game but I think one thing to note like what you're talking about the over aggressive secondary was uh it was a great. It was a great call game. Great play calling. Um, some really good design plays to beat the blitzes. Um, the, the wheel route was uh, one that uh, scored a touchdown. Just still ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a couple other plays that they designed to set like a quick, quick movement against the screens. And it was just. It was really well designed. Like the, the plagues were moving from side to side to move Texas defenders from away from the box and keeping things honest. And I think it was really well. It was really well, like de- designed for Cal to execute their offense optimally without making too many mistakes. Yeah, Spavs in his element. It's interesting to see how much he's adjusted from Texas A and M, where the where they liked being Texas. Where the thing was, hey, we run too many screens to coming here. Where there's a lot of screens, admittedly, but they all work because there's so much talent on the outside, and I mean, we're okay with it. And they had plenty of talent at Texas A and M. To say they didn't is ridiculous. Yeah, but, but A&M's talent was not like a wide receiver. It was yeah. more like along the offensive line. Yeah. So their wide receivers had trouble blocking. Except for Christian Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, Christian Kirk. But, <laughs> but the blocking receivers. From, who's who's from the West Coast, like, mm-hmm. yeah. to be honest. So. 
It's that Texas football. Or I'm not ball. To, have to run the ball. Well, they beat UCLA. So yeah. That tells us all we yeah. need to know about UCLA. I mean, California high school football, there's plenty of teams that run it 50 times a game. I mean, my team in high school, our motto was pound the rock. When it's third and 17, you pound the rock. <laughs> it's fourth and 27, pound the rock. Isn't your mascot the Cardinal? Uh, giants. We're large trees. Oh, God. <laughs> so worse, yes. <laughs> yeah. Rob, what about you? Um, I don't know. For me about this game, I, I don't know. I We were in the press box, but I felt like a, a hopeful Cal fan again. Like, it, it, it had that type of aura around the game um, where I said – Oh, we're gonna lose this, like, aren't we? Like, this is this is how we're gonna lose it. We're gonna throw an interception, like th- that. There was a little bit of that, but more, more. It was, I think we can do this. Like the the way our offense is playing, I think we can do it. If our defense gets one more stop for us, I think we can do it. And they held the third quarter defensively was by far the best quarter of defense I'd ever seen Sonny Dykes's football teams play, and it was. Stellar, stellar defense. 24 uh, minutes and 11 seconds of game time without any scoring from Texas. Yeah, and that was offensive scoring, I should say. They got a safety during that time. Yeah, and, even, yeah, and even during that time, too. I mean, we gave up what the we had multiple like third and fives, third and sevens. It's just, you know, we buckled under and we couldn't get it. It, it wasn't like we were giving up like a, a first and 10 and they would get another first and 10 or like a, a second and eight and they would get a first and 10. Like we, we got to the points where we just need to capitalize and put, hold them and then get a three and out. But I mean, those chances, you know, went, went moot, but you know, ultimately we still won the game. So, you know, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the win. That's the, yeah, seeing the fans rush the field and all that, like after this win and everyone, um, like just going around crazy on the field, seeing there was sunny front to humanity. It was the most terrible thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, says Bill Walton. Sorry, seeing and like Sonny Sean Miller <laughs> on the Pac-12 networks, and then do the interview like on the field, and then you know turn around and be like high fiving guys, taking selfies, you know, seeing the the you know it chant like with the crowd. That's that's such a great thing to see, um, and it's only going to build his. I guess it's PR up with the rest of the fan base, right? Because there's a lot of the fan base that's still wanting him to be fired. Still on the murder, murder, kill. Exactly. It was really cool. There was one moment where I I mean, Vic and Wary obviously had a very difficult moment that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, But it was really cool to see like about 30 students pick him up, like just, yeah, like jumping up in the air, pushing him around, pushing him around for like 30 seconds. That guy is a very big man. He's a very big man. (laughs) I don't envy the people who are under him. Yeah, required. that moment when uh, Sonny was on the field, he was high-fiving. They caught it on video. He was high-fiving a bunch of the fans, and then he kind of looks lost a little bit, and he turns around, and then Darius Allensworth comes out of nowhere yeah, and just, just gives him good. the biggest hug. And uh, I thought amongst all that mayhem for a player to come out and seek out your coach like that is is very healthy um, and just an awesome like I got like a little bit emotional watching that. I was like, that was that was pretty sweet. Like yeah. that's a connection to someone that's more of a mentor and a coach, like a true definition of a coach. So, yeah, I mean, when we were walking down to the the to the inter- the post game interview room, I walked into the wrong room and I walked in right next to the locker room door. Mm-hmm. 
and I heard you could you heard just guys yelling, like singing, music playing, blasting in the background. Like you know what was happening in there. Like they were they were having a party basically in the locker room, and you know this is what boosts the morale of the team after last week's heartbreaking loss, and in this manner too, like. Like, of course, you're going to look at the tape and the defense is going to go, we gave up 43. But there's also going to be tape as a defense that you're going to watch and go, okay, we did good things. We just need to do one more good thing on top of that and we'll get more more stops. Yeah, like I'm looking at the play-by-play from yesterday and you have just the gains got a little bit shorter. And that's what helped a lot in the third quarter. And Texas made some mistakes. There are a couple false starts. Delay games, holding, whatnot. I don't know what it was. They had a couple guys, uh, Shackelford and uh, Williams, their center and their left tackle, that they made a few mistakes. Just they either went early or they held or something. I know those guys have been banged up a little bit, so that might have contributed. There's the uh, Marlochon when he jumped the route. Mm hmm. Where he should have been a pit. an interception. That's when we where, got a talking to. Yeah. <laughs> and Bouchel uh, stared that guy down, honestly. So. I thought it was a pick six for sure. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> All of us thought There it. was a tweet from Delta O'Neill saying that you should have taken that to the house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if anyone knows, he, should, he yeah, would. He because knows. he was the offense at one point. Of my young childhood of watching Cal football. It was incredible. Yeah. I think the pace of the game also slowed things down. Mm-hmm. Um, there were 96 plays in the first half. That's an exceptionally fast first half. Even though it was, took two hours, um, I think the pace, like everything was going fast. Like the offense was scoring fast. People, players were moving all over the field, and they were just constantly moving and constantly just having to do new things. And I think the defense kind of settled in the second half when the offense was not sluggish. I think they just wanted to keep on going. But when you have, like, a 20-minute interruption, like, you kind of hard, it's hard to get back into that element, like, immediately. So that helped, I think. But the defense definitely did play much better in the second half. They made some good adjustments and were better at not getting beaten at every point. And... Except for the Foreman touchdown, only three points given up in the second half by the Cal defense. Yeah, I mean, Andy and I have talked about this all season long, but Davis Webb's demeanor as a quarterback leader to this young squad on offense is, I think, the perfect style of leadership compared to how Jared was. I mean, that's not to say they're both not leaders. It's just the way they led was a little different. And you see it with when Davis Webb hits VC on that corner for that first touchdown or he hits Melquise on that wheel route um, later on in the game. Like he, and then his own keeper run, you know, with the fake handoff to Enwary, which I think most of us in the box thought it was a, it was stopped. Um, until we looked at the end zone and they were celebrating. So, I mean, at his his mentality, and I think that just gets the younger guys more fired up. Um, and it definitely, I think, helped the offense go. And I, as I was re-watching, I, I realized this was, as soon as the play happens and it gets forward, he's the first one down to the line of scrimmage. Like, he's there ready to set. Um, and the offensive linemen are following him through, regardless of whether there's a flag or not. He's he's heading down to where the play was stopped, and then they'll walk back if the play is called back. But he, they're not waiting around. Like he's wanting to go, he's wanting to play, he's wanting to just snap and just 
and let the guys run. Um, and that was, I think, that was really great to see, uh, to keep the offense going, even though you started to, offense started to become stagnant uh, into the third and then a little bit in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, but he ramped it right back up and the toss to Hanson, the touchdown to Hanson, the two-point conversion. I mean, yeah, the quarterback, the quarterback keeper. The yeah, quarterback keeper. That was the first touchdown. The second one in the second half was the Hanson one, yeah. which was great play. Just held on to the ball. And let's talk about that two-point conversion. I actually <laughs> I hadn't seen any of that in practice. I know they like to... They bust out the speed option every once in a while. They did it against Hawaii to score the touchdown before the end of the half. They yeah, we've seen that practice where they run it with Melkis, and yeah. we saw that we saw that earlier in the game. Um, but yeah, we didn't see it run with Hanson. No, again, he's Chad Hanson is the Ghostbusters of this team. Who are you gonna call? <laughs> Chad, Chad Hanson. That Hanson, he's so hot right now. Yes, he is. Rasputin. <laughs> Ghostbusters. He's just jumping out, screaming. I listened to that song about three times this morning. <laughs> they had one with the adult Hanson brothers. I saw them in concert two years ago. Pricing they're like still a, going. Yeah, two years ago? Still, yeah, they're pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> two years ago, they're still going. all strong. gone, though, unfortunately. No. They got the, they got, some got a ponytail, I think, one of them. They got the man bun going. Well, the like the song bun. says, who will still care? We apparently do. Uh, <laughs> I'm very sorry. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's move on. Uh, your favorite moments of the game? Any particular play? Any particular celebration? Uh, probably the Hanson horns down bit yeah, on that. Davis threw an absolute dime to him. Just Hanson corner of the end zone with the horns turns him down. Oklahoma fans everywhere cheered. So it was just perfect execution, perfect way to tip it off. Chad Hansen is going to go to the NFL, and he is going to get a lot of money in endorsement deals. He is. Why is that? Because he is a very good-looking dude. He does all this charismatic stuff while he's on the field. He does the little pointing deal that Trace, he did in Trace, Australia. are you bromancing on Chad Hansen? Uh, not really. Not yet. Not yet, at least. Are you jealous of his hairstyle? Uh, <laughs> like, he puts a helmet on and the hair gets I honestly am takes not. it off? I have way too much hair. And he... People are people. So why should it be that we should compare ourselves to them? I was not going for the Depeche Mode song. Or was that Tears for Fears? That was Tears for Fears. Excuse me. But, no, Hanson... He's going to make a lot of money as the next wide receiver of the New England Patriots. <laughs> Him and Gronk are going to be best buddies. He's number three in the Chad Power Rankings. We went all over all this stuff. Beforehand, so. <laughs> we'll talk about the Chad Power Rankings at some point this season. Yeah. Uh, Still uh, not sure who. Avi or Andy, favorite moment from the game? All right. Um, I think all of our favorite moment, maybe. Maybe would have been the Vic run <laughs> had it not actually not happened. been. <laughs> so I think I still want to say that one because of what you've been saying over the last two weeks about Vic and the fact that he had it starred and circled. And if you've been around Rob in the last two weeks, he's told you the story 
about how much this game meant to Vic and Larry. So to see him score two touchdowns and then have the literally the penultimate moment of the game in his hands, third and one to win the game against Texas, and then to see daylight, I don't know if it was, I think it was third and one, right? Yeah, it was third and one from the 45. Yeah, yeah it was and third and one. We just needed so, a first down to win so the he game. So he sees daylight, gets all the way there, and albeit he essentially took the same thing. He did the same thing as taking a knee in a little more roundabout way. <laughs> so, yeah, a very lucky roundabout he, way. <laughs> he pulled what I like to call the Will Cap special, the third, third or fourth and one almost touchdown when you don't need it at all. So... It was a great run, though. It was a I'm fantastic just run. Just impressed. He has that burst, which hasn't been apparent in past years. I mean, he showed it off a bit in the spring game, but he's just an excellent running back. Even though he was the one running back that was left off the Doak Walker list amongst the three of them. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting to me. I mean, the, the the story behind that play. I think the three of us that heard it in the press conference. Um, and what's it? Uh. Davis talked about it um, at the press conference was that, you know, they had a team meeting on Monday and they went through the film and Spavel said, when you see this, check run. And apparently that's what Davis saw on that Vic and Wary run was he saw that exact thing that he saw on Monday. And that's why you see him walk up to the line and he chained, he audibles and checks run and he hands off. And what does that do? It basically gets us down to the goal line. Um, so, I mean, if that doesn't tell you, like, film room studying and, like, offensive game or, like, your coordinator preparation actually helps, like, I don't know what does. And in addition to that, Webb's story about the Texas defensive coordinator saying things about him in the press conference. Uh, he Which said is- Vance Bedford, the defensive coordinator of Texas, said that he'd be, like, the fourth-best quarterback in the Big 12 or something like that. Yeah. And well, he, his, his exact wording was uh, he'd, he'd be a top-four quarterback in the Big 12. Yeah. So I'm thinking, did he miss, like, understand that? Like, did someone... Maybe a little. Did someone tell him something wrong? Like... I don't know. Maybe someone know. wanted him to be hyped up. Yeah. And then he put, he put a screenshot of the press conference with the quote on it as his phone wallpaper for the week and just some premeditated psycho killer stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. It's boy band vengeance. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had the picture of the defense coordinator Davis on a dartboard. Webb. All doing. right. <laughs> he was mad. It was kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he brought it up. I thought it was, un- it was un- you know, unprovoked. Yeah. He and brought it up on his own and everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> and you like me to- now. <laughs> and they like tried to ask an additional question. Like, oh, that's it. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I know you and I were sitting together and I, 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 we, I think we both kind of thought like, is he just going to stand up and get out of here? Like it, it kind of felt like one of those anger press conferences, right? It, it kind of felt like maybe Cam Newton after the Super Bowl just get up and leave. Like <laughs> he, he's going to start talking about practice soon. I think we want to watch this. <laughs> Practice? We talking about practice? Congratulations to Iverson for making the Hall of Fame this week. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, this Hall of Fame class was... Davis Webb also thrives on practice. He's the first one there every day. <laughs> He'll make the boy band football Hall of Fame. Well, I think that's a good segue into our nightmare moments. I think the Vic and Weir run, I think, yeah. tops off nightmare moments. Wait, wait, don't get to talk about my happy moment? Oh, you get to talk about your happy moment. What is your happy Are moment, you happy? Oh, my oh, happy. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. Happy is a relative term. <laughs> I mean, uh, the Vic, well, I mean, it, I'm glad no one saw me in the student section melt down after the Vic fumble. <laughs> um, just totally melt down into a nightmare. Nam was scared. He, he was really scared. Like, he was the one who was melting down all the game. What was the over under on Nam fainting during that game? Like, was. <laughs> Uh, he spent 12, the last 12. He spent the last 12 minutes with his head in his hands, not looking at the game, not watching anything on the field. His sweater over his head, just like, mm. you know. I Should have he, had him sing, like, the theme song to Reading Rainbow or something to himself. Oh my over God. And over it, was, it, was, it was something to marvel. But, yeah, I, so after that, um, my favorite moment, um, you know, Texas fans were so gracious after the game. Um, throwing water bottles? Throwing water bottles. We, they know they have a drought. We have a drought in California. Um so they provided us with free water. It was it was a public service. While there's a frat house outside that has a, a was, water slide leaking onto their grass pool, as we as I saw when I was well, walking that's the stage. Pike. They Pike. suck. <laughs> I was gonna say it was like it was like half a, like slouched over, and it was just leaking water out one side. No one wants to turn that off. All right. It was a great moment. I mean, the Texas fans they just knew what we needed. We needed. We needed to you know feel like. Um, they, we mean it was a it was Texas and Cal actually had a good week like in terms of like you know having good spirit night with each other. The Cal band played with the Texas band before the game for the national anthem. That, I think that was a really good moment. It was yeah. a touching moment. They played the eyes of Texas, um, yeah. and they they were pretty civil with each other. And the cheers went back and forth during the game, which was pretty cool. Um, but you know, the Texas fans, I mean, they felt like they got cheated, and I find that hilarious in so many ways, so darkly hilarious <laughs> that they got cheated by a cow. <laughs> well, you know. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite moment. All right, on to nightmare moments. I think, is there any nightmare moments? Other Aside than the from the Vic run, I'd say the uh, Freeman, or not Freeman, Foreman run. The 47-yard, was uh, it a 47-yarder? Yeah, 47-yarder. At the end of the, beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And just seeing how wide open that field was for him. I know there was some misdirection. Nobody, they pulled the guy. You're supposed to follow the pool. That's like the first thing they teach you when you start playing linebacker. Follow every pull block because it will lead to where the run is, is going. And no one did. And the hole was open. There, it was biblical how big that hole was. It was Old Testament sized. Parting like an Old Testament God, Deonta Foreman ran through that hole. No one around him. It was astounding. Yeah, but luckily was, that didn't play. Was that too a fourth much quarter touchdown? Fourth quarter made it forty to thirty-five. Yeah, I think there was some misdirection on that play where yeah. they were trying to run like. Oh, there was misdirection. They were they were running the veer play. I think the mm-hmm. the counter veer and I think yeah, you blind, can't look both, the, the, both the safety and the defensive end bit and. That just left the middle of the field wide open for the yeah, form. That's the problem. Down. You can't bite on any backfield motion. You've got to focus on the line. Oh, no. I was like watching. Tell you where to go. Yeah, I was like watching Kaepernick running all over us again. <laughs> Please don't remind oh, me. Oh, my God. And, that was and that speed freshman running year. back. But, yeah, it was similar to that. And the, the, I think Texas and Nevada have similar, like, schemes in terms of, like, running a little beer pistol. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bit of that, and there's a lot of the Tony Franklin system that I noticed on film during the week. Is oh, that, well, now I know how we won. Yeah, yeah, no, they, uh, well, they run it with better athletes, to be honest, higher recruiting rankings. Yep. But there's a lot of pass tags off of everything. Just, if you look at the first drive they had against Notre Dame, Every single thing I'd seen before from Cal in the past two or three years. 
and they did a little bit more of other stuff, mostly because they just ran up the middle, which yeah. worked. So they were looking at Tony Franklin as offensive coordinator. Yeah, no, they were. But they got Gilbert, who I honestly think is a much better choice. So, but they run similar things. Gilbert's maybe a little closer to what Art Bryles did at Baylor. So. Uh, yeah, he, he was a coach under him at one point as well. Just piggybacking off of Trace's point, uh, yeah, the line, the the defensive line, the second line of defense is still a big work in progress. Um, the linebackers are really tentative, and they mm-hmm. make a lot of like they either bite too hard or they don't go hard enough, so they don't tackle fast enough, and that leads to seven yard gains uh, most of the time. So that's going to be a struggle for our defense to keep it to under forty points a game, and that just means we're going to have to keep on. In, uh, outscoring teams the rest of the year. I mean, I'm happy we got the win, and uh, it's a great win, but we can't just. We know that the defense is pretty much what they're going to be the rest of the year in terms of like they're going to be inconsistent most of the year, and we have to score a lot to make up for that. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll get the occasional sack. We'll get the occasional turnover. Um, cause yeah, if we get if we get third and long, then yeah, we can do it, but yeah. we don't get third and long very often. Yeah. All right, let's move into another part is just the adjustments that this team's going to have to make. What do we have to improve? What's the what's the biggest thing we need to improve going into next week? Recruiting linebackers. Like, <laughs> yeah. sign a linebacker. <laughs> Eligible. They did have a few linebackers visiting during this game. Can so. they suit up tomorrow? Um, but I don't think that's allowed, no. <laughs> You're not pulling Javaris Russell, the guy from um, whatever it is, Grenada, Mississippi, pulling him in. There's some big NCAA violations. Ole Miss tried to do that, so, and they did not get away with it. Yeah, hopefully we'll get those Ole Miss Except sanctions in the just in time for next year. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny. I've talked to Peeler before, and he he's from Mississippi, so he does well at recruiting from the South. Absolutely. Which I don't think a lot of people notice. There's a lot of, amongst the Cal fan base, there's a lot of why can't we recruit this area as well as we should and it's a legitimate gripe but if you have guys sticking to doing what they know and doing it well then i don't see a problem with it you just need to do more and also barrier recruiting has not been the thing it used to be yeah that's that's what i was going for yeah there's only been like i think two or three like blue chip guys in the last four years from the bay area there there are a few good ones this Joe year mixon who oh, also yeah. made the same mistake as Vic. Well, Mixon's a terrible person, so I don't really want him. <laughs> Fair enough. But there, there's a few this year, actually. I know that they're missing out on one in uh, Addison, Gum- Addison Gums from Hayward, but you still have Najee over in Antioch. You have Aaron Banks in El Cerrito. And, uh, God, there's one more that I all think of in a little while. Najee's coming to Cal. Yeah, no. He, he will. He he's will. He's ripping the bag. Give it time. <laughs> he's ripping the he, he says he's Alabama now, but he, much like the guitar in uh, Wayne's World, will be mine. Oh yes. <laughs> Wait, let me let me let's let's talk about that for a little bit. I mean, I had this Wayne's point down. No, about recruiting. Party time. Excellent. There were, from what I know, there were a lot of recruits on hand, and that was not just football. They had basketball recruits on hand too to watch this game. Also on that note, Ira Lee just released his top three with Cal in it. So Rob, 
Are you going to dance around the room or what? Yes! <laughs> My dream of having a Korean basketball player play for he, Cal. He's probably going to come here. He's I, half ca- he's half Korean. I'm, I'm counting it as full Korean. It's oh, Arizona, my goodness. Arizona, Cal, and Oregon. So it's happening, I folks. It's happening. You will see me going around. Actually, they might call me un-American now, huh? If I go in there with a Korean flag during the national Korean. Not American. at Berkeley. Not at Berkeley. Not at Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> On my way over here, I saw a guy wearing a Make America Great Again hat, and I did a triple take, and he saw me do a triple take and stared at me, and I was like, nice day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that is my phone going off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of recruits that were there. Um, and there were, you know, the game just was in just the atmosphere, right, was just incredible. Like, if you're a recruit, people had both questions. Was this a good game to get recruits to come? Or was this, like, a, a bad idea? Um, like, potentially, you know, losing this. So let's see, there are 17 recruits there by my count. And there were how many linebackers? Uh, give me a moment. <laughs> that honestly needs to be the follow-up question every single time we talk about recruiting. We are so razor thin at that yeah, position. There are uh, three, I think. Yeah. So I mean, I, the, the thing is, yeah, like, three, three guys that are recruiting as linebackers. I think Cal played four linebackers last night, maybe five, if I remember. Let's Carl, see. It was Davison Downs, Kanashik, and uh, Anawai. Did Tongalava play? Uh, I think Tongalava may have gotten a couple snaps, but not too many. I know Duran Brown saw time, but that was mostly on special teams. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest impediment from Cal just taking that next step because they have no defensive depth at that position. Mm-hmm. And you can't stop defenses consistently, if, uh, stop offenses consistently if you don't have like any sort of like gap protection. Like, they, you know, there's no second level defense. On another note, what they did have was the the guys that they want to be their 2017, 2018, and 2019 quarterbacks at the game. So, so are they linebackers? Uh, they no, linebackers? just quarterbacks. Just quarterbacks. Right. I'm sorry. Or is I I mean, if you want to throw Chase Garbers over the line like a lawn dart at the at every snap, be my guest. Hey, look at Benzer. Look at him. Yeah, lawn dart. He is the lawn dart of safeties. So Benzer was playing like safety linebacker yesterday. He was yeah. playing like a. He was. He put him up in the box. Yeah, he drifted into the box quite a quite a few times, and they did the the whole bunch of the, the hand motions, and then they switched Train the safeties, motion. and yeah, and they they pulled uh, one of the safeties down, and yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, he's actually great game. He's actually played a large, a huge part in like the defense, like having those like few like stops like those few moments like he's a good tackler yeah he he's aware of how small he is so he has good tackling form yeah Yeah, and he reads the gaps really well in the run game where he just gets in and plugs it um just because he's yeah he's quick enough to read from the safeties on in the run game and to plug it in so yeah i mean god you're popular today i am popular today i am that is also because I have to be on my way to the airport in a little bit to pick someone up. So, yeah. <laughs> on to the next we'll start game. wrapping this up then. Yeah, well, we got to start wrapping this up. Yeah, we got to uh, move on to ASU now, who is 3-0 coming into this game. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this going. Hello, pitchforks. I think I think we win this. I think we win against Arizona State. Um, you do? I do. Why is that? I think that... We won last year. We did. They also he they gave up three passing touchdowns to U, University of Texas San Antonio yesterday, 
Roadrunners uh, on thirty on thirty me, me. pass attempts. Alamo Dome is a hard so, place to play, though. It's yeah. a weird stadium. Yeah, funky place. Strange people. People have to remember it for some reason. What's your take on the game, Avi, against ASU? Uh, I think this is a very, very losable game. Um, ASU has a lot of running speed. Um, they're very fast at the second level. So if they can get Balage into like the second part of the field, then they're going to score a lot of points. They yeah. got Demario Richard too. I mean, that's that's like one of the best backfields in Pac-12. So that's like 40, 40 points or so. Yeah, and when they scored sixty-eight against Texas Tech, I don't care how bad Texas Tech's defense is. I mean, Bellage had eight touchdowns, I think, against them, which is insane. No matter how you slice it, and they got a running quarterback in Manny Wilkins from Novato, Marin County Pride. I mean, he's not from the part of Marin that I'm from, but splitting hairs here. He's from the same area that Jared's from. Actually, he's from the best part of Marin. The top, the top pick in the NFL draft, producing area of Marin. Yes, Novato, California. That's where I got my fake ID my freshman year. Kyle. <laughs> so we got yours too, Trace. Uh no, I didn't actually have one. I I was pretty good about not drinking until senior year. Oh, such lies. I'm lies dead serious. Redwood eyes. Hey, we have Jake Curran now. You want to tell him he's a liar? He's no. six foot seven, three hundred pounds. Yeah, he's very cuddly. Yeah, um, no, he's had, he had a very good camp. He got better. Back to Arizona wrong. State. But ASU, yeah, bad, great team that can score a lot of points. Um, the defense, defense is kind of terrible, yeah. which is nice. So it kind of balances out yeah. both ways. I think, yeah, I think we should win this game. Any, we have to win this game if any, we want. Now my expectations are back. They, they have swung back <laughs> to what they were USA before the season like, started. Right, five wins. Yeah. And then after this, I'm like, well. The blade has swung back. USC looks time terrible. Uh, there's other, Oregon the looks way, like way worse than they've been in the last few years. We can beat a couple of those teams and start looking at a pretty high win total, even with how awful our defense is. So I'm worried about late night games in Arizona because I have the history of the three years ago Arizona game. Yep. But I, I don't have any like doubts about our offense's ability to execute anymore. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Todd Graham, one of the best uh, home field coaches in the Pac-12, I think. Yes, yeah. he was like with his Cowboy percent, what percentage at home? Like, Bring back Dennis Erickson. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's gonna be tough. I think um, one thing to watch for uh, is the night, like the night game. Like I think I think the thing that helps us at home is we we're just better, like in terms of like responding to adversity. So, but if, if we are on the road and we start falling behind, that's going to be a big issue. Yeah. I don't think we can fall behind by 10, 14 again and come back. But this offense has, as you guys have said, produced very well so far. There's a lot more confidence in it. I think this game is a big, was a big confidence builder in what they can do. And just, I don't know. I think that this receiver group as a whole has more potential than the last group did, even though they're replacing a ton of talent. But there's a massive amount of talent in this group, and when they're throwing to nine different receivers a game, then there's plenty of talent to go around with Robertson and Singleton and Conovai Noah, guys that aren't getting as many reps, say Hudson too. I mean, he had two touchdowns last week, and he didn't do anything this week. He was a blocker, I think. Yeah, a lot. no, I mean he's a good blocker out there because he's formerly a tight end. So, 
Yeah, that's one of the things that makes Chad Hansen so special is just, like you don't know what he's going to do when he goes out on the field. Like he can catch passes, but he's a really good blocker too. So that makes it harder to game plan against him. Like I think the thing with Demetrius is like he's a one-tool wide receiver now. He can go at least right deep. now he is. Yeah, he can catch and he can go fast. That's like his thing. Um, same thing with Stovall. So uh, fast. Yeah, VZ too. But like Hansen has all the tools. Like, and that's that's probably your that's probably the key to victory. He's got to have another big game um, on the road because they don't have like another consistent like way to score points in terms of like knowing what you're going to get week to week. Yeah. Uh, so you're all taking ASU plus seven, I guess. Cal plus seven. Yeah, we'll take the predictions. Everyone, everyone's predicting a win. We're bringing ASU win. I got a Cal win for sure. You got a Cal win, and I'm taking the over again. Okay, yeah, I'm so, taking the I'm taking the over on a Cal win. Cal wins seven to three. <laughs> <laughs> Our defense after the third quarter has figured it out out of no. nowhere. Goes super Saiyan. Oh my gosh! All right, well that We're wraps it up for, for everyone. <laughs> that wraps it up for us today. Uh, Nam and Scott will be on tomorrow uh, on there. The pot is on the field with the more in-depth X's and O's. Scott didn't watch the game. Oh, well. <laughs> He's going to have such a birthday present. Uh, about oh, the yeah. uh, Texas game. And then they'll also preview the, the ASU game. I think Andy and I will probably maybe record once again later this week just to get some more Cal news. We're uh, recruiting news for the first time in a while. Exactly. So hmm. we'll get some more in-depth news for you guys later on in the week. So this was more of a like a special pod with two guys so yeah you guys look hardman's a solid prospect at safety or nickel corner so you guys will have a nice talk with him yeah. or about him at least or maybe or with him, him. Or maybe. i i don't know you guys want to call of, him we've had a lot of interest we have we have profile we have still waiting on march on that we are yeah. we are still waiting on march we're waiting for an email from his pr department but yeah that wraps it up for us uh thank you avi thank you trace for coming on the show to talk um and you and can read more of my stuff at cal rivals there it is there's the plug Twitter. california Cal-Golden golden rivals. blogs <laughs> where hey. trace got his start yes <laughs> remember that is, always i will and this is my middle yep yep all right and as always ladies and gentlemen go bears go bears go bears